It's house hunting season, which can be an exciting and, yes, stressful time. Living in a seller's market, it can seem like an incredible challenge. Today, we'll go over how to financially prepare and give you a map on finding a place that you love that's still within your budget. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Thinking of buying a house? You have to be prepared. Besides being a huge purchase, you have rising interest rates that you're dealing with. And if you live in an area that is right now a hot market, it can seem difficult. Some days almost feels impossible to find a place that you love that's still affordable. If you're a first-time homebuyer or it's been a while since you've had to house hunt, I want to lift some of that burden. Today, I'll give you a high-level view of the buying process so you have an idea of what to expect, along with some tips and resources to keep you on track with your big financial picture and plan. In this episode, we'll dive into ways you can prepare your finances, what to look for during the house hunt so that you're finding a hidden gem and not a money pit, and explain what to consider when you put in your offer and tell you a little bit about the closing process. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. Even before you start shopping around for a lender or a real estate agent, take some time to run the numbers and review your finances. Verify that you can handle this transition to home ownership. I know interest rates are rising, so there's this temptation to jump in and get started as fast as possible, but it really does pay off for you to sit down and use those mortgage calculators online to get an idea of what you can comfortably afford. Besides the mortgage, you need to include into your budget home insurance, property tax, and maintenance costs. Knowing those numbers puts you in a better spot when you do shop around for lenders. So how do you find lenders? The first time we bought a house, we used a mortgage broker who compared different lenders. The second time, we did a little more legwork on our own, scouring online, and we went with our credit union Coastal since they not only had great rates, but they offered some discounts with their Daymark Realty team. If you're looking to compare lenders, I'll have links in the show notes. It is a bit of work up front, but you can significantly save money. And as you're shopping around, make sure you're not just looking at the lenders, but that you also are looking at the right mortgage option for you. If you don't have a significant down payment, there are different loan programs like FHA, VA, and USDA that can make it easier to buy. Weigh the pros and cons of each of these to make sure that you qualify for them and that they work for you. I do want to clarify two terms. You want to get pre-approved versus getting pre-qualified. Pre-approval means the lender went over your numbers and telling you how much you qualify for with borrowing versus a pre-qualification, which is just an estimate. If you're in a seller's market where you have to move fast, you definitely want to have that pre-approval letter. As you talk with your lender, they're going to give you their rates and numbers, 
but you still want to make sure that what they say you qualify for is what you feel comfortable with. You can also start shopping around for a real estate agent. Ask for recommendations from people who not only bought a home, but they're happy with it. Also, interview your agents. See how knowledgeable they are about the area, the market, and how effective they've been for their clients. Now, with those pieces in place, you have a lender and you have your agent. You can now go house hunting, feeling comfortable that your finances are in a good spot. While you're working with your lender on getting pre-approved and you're trying to find a real estate agent, this is also a good time to sit down and figure out what are your priorities for the house that you want to buy? What type of house, first of all, are you looking for? Are you going with a single family, condo, or townhouse? Do you want to live in a neighborhood with an HOA? What size house would make you most comfortable? If you have a yard, how big do you want it? Or do you even want a yard and have that maintenance? What distance from work are you looking for? Or if you have kids, how far away do you want to be from their school? Talking about and defining your must-haves is incredibly helpful for your real estate agent because then they can tailor their search for what you need. They can also temper your expectations about what you can find in the area for your budget. We have an entire episode where I interviewed Coastal's Vice President of Real Estate, Louis Guillama, and he broke down how to go about your house hunt so that you can find neighborhoods that are hidden gems and that check off a lot of things on your list while still keeping you on your budget. I'll include a link in the show notes. As you're going through this house hunt, I just want to tell you, sometimes that is an apt description, especially if you're in a hot market. It can be chaotic with other buyers competing for a limited amount of homes. As you're going through the houses and places and taking these tours, you'll start noticing that certain things on your list are going to get adjusted. There may be priorities you felt were must-haves that move down on that list and vice versa. Where there's something you thought that wasn't such a big deal, but when you're in that space, in that house, you realize that it's very important to you. That's normal. This actually happened with my mom when she was buying a house here in Raleigh in 2020. She had a list. She had prepared her must-haves and want-to-haves. But as we were looking at different properties in the area, things got adjusted and shifted. It seemed a little stressful at the time making these adjustments, but it worked out to her favor because now she's in a home that she loves and it has all the main features that she wanted. Just make sure you're not sacrificing too much just to buy a house. I would hate for you to be in a home that you don't like with a 15 or 30-year mortgage. Ideally, you want to find a place that has all your must-haves in a neighborhood that you love. When you do find that spot, you can then put in your offer. All right, let's put a pause and talk a bit about the offer. You may include contingencies with your offer meaning certain things have to be fulfilled, such as a home inspection, financing, selling your existing home, or appraisal. Depending on the market, you may decide to waive some of those contingencies, but please be aware of the potential downsides of that. Personally, with how large a purchase this is, 
I'd keep the inspection and appraisal. How much should you offer? This is where you want to work with your real estate agent and why it's so important to interview them beforehand. You want someone knowledgeable so that they'll have the information about what's selling in the area and give you recommendations on what's more likely to be accepted. In a competitive market, it can be emotionally exhausting because you have so many sellers making multiple offers on a few homes. When I was helping my mom out with buying her house, that was the situation. We saw quite a bit of homes. We put in offers. And yes, there was a temptation at one point to break the budget because of the timing of her going back to work in the fall. But with some patience and diligence, she thankfully found a wonderful home in a fantastic neighborhood. So if you're buying in a seller's market, please don't get discouraged if your first offers aren't accepted. When you put in an offer, you're also going to be putting in some money up front. It's known as earnest money deposit. Some people call it good faith deposit. Basically, you're signaling to the seller that you're serious about buying. This money will be held in an escrow account and will go towards your down payment or closing costs. It's there as a protection. If the buyer falls through on their end, the seller gets to keep that money. However, if one of the contingencies in your offer happens, let's say the home inspection failed, you'd get that earnest money back. Now, let's say the seller accepted your offer. Now what? Typically, this is where things like your home inspection and appraisals happen. Home inspection lets you see if there's any major issues with the house. An appraisal is for your lender to verify the home is worth the loan. Some needed repairs may come up during inspection. Depending on that market and whether or not you waive those contingencies, you may or may not be able to negotiate on the price. In the meantime, your agent's going to be assisting in getting the paperwork prepared for closing. This can include things like checking the property title. So make sure you're in contact with them. So if they need anything from you, you can quickly get that to them. Assuming everything goes smoothly, you'll get a closing disclosure from your lender telling you how much you need to have ready. You and your agent will do a final walkthrough of the house you're buying. Then it's closing day. Just a heads up, expect a lot of paperwork. The good news, though, is that your agent and the attorney there should be able to walk you through step by step with everything. Ask any questions you need to and have before you sign. Finally, we get to the best part, getting your keys and moving into your new home. There you have it. If you're a first-time home buyer, it might seem a lot, but once you have a place that you love, you know it's worth it. If you're like us, you probably have quite a number of accounts between the two of you, including your old 401ks. It can be difficult to stay on top of everything, especially when your old employer switches providers, which is what happened with my husband. Here's where our sponsor Capitalize can help. Capitalize helps you find and roll over an old 401k into an IRA of your choice for free. They handle the entire process. And yes, that includes calling your old employer or the 401k provider on your behalf. 
If you're ready to make managing your old 401ks much easier, find out more at simplifyandenjoy.com slash capitalize. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on a few key takeaways I picked up as I was preparing this episode. The first, and I hope you got this, was know your numbers and must-haves. There's a lot of pressure with buying a house, not just the whole process of it, but when you're dealing with a competitive market, you're going to feel like you have to make a decision very quickly. If you do have to move fast, give yourself some peace of mind and know that you're comfortable with your budget and that you're getting a home that has everything that you need. The second takeaway is assemble a knowledgeable team that you trust. Your lender and real estate agent are important key members in this process. So take the time up front to do your research, get recommendations and reviews. Make sure that they are knowledgeable about the market so that you're getting a good deal. Finally, be patient. I know with the summer months, many are hoping to buy before the fall comes. And I hope that works out for you if that's the timeline you're looking for. But please be patient with the process. Sometimes waiting can give you a better deal. That happened with our second home. We had to first sell our other house and it took longer than expected. We bought in the middle of the winter and we actually saved a significant amount of money because it was off season. Of course, there are other factors to consider. But if you can be patient with the process, it can pay off in the long run. I hope this helps you with your house hunt. If you're looking for ways to revamp your budget or maybe build up your down payment, don't forget we have a free course called 5 Days to 5K that will walk you through on how to find, save, and earn a little extra money for your goals. Just sign up at simplifyandenjoy.com slash 5K. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, I'll include links to the resources we mentioned today, plus more over at the show notes at Simplify and Enjoy. Next week on the podcast, we're going to switch gears a bit. This time, we're talking about helping your kids get started with investing, what accounts are available to them, and what do they need to know. So if you don't want to miss out on that episode, make sure you're subscribed. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme was by Staircases, with additional music by various artists over at Audio. Finally, and most importantly, I want to say thank you. Not just for listening, but for being a part of the community. Every tweet, review, and share you post gets the word out so more families can simplify things and enjoy what truly matters most. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.